Chapter 5 of The Ladies' Book of Etiquette and Manual of Politeness by Florence Hartley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christine Lamberton. Chapter 5 Evening Parties Etiquette for the Hostess. The most fashionable as well as pleasant way in the present day to entertain guests is to invite them to evening parties which vary in size from the company sociable soiree to the party par excellence which is but one step from the ball the entertainment upon such occasions may vary with the taste of the hostess or the caprice of her guests some prefer dancing some music some conversation small parties called together for dramatic or poetical readings are now fashionable and very delightful in writing an invitation for a small party it is kind as well as polite to specify the number of guests invited that your friends may dress to suit the occasion to be either too much or too little dressed at such times is embarrassing for large parties the usual formula is miss s's compliments to miss g and requests the pleasure of her company for wednesday march eighth at eight o'clock such an invitation addressed either to an intimate friend or mere acquaintance will signify full dress if your party is a musical soiree or your friends meet for reading or conversation alone say so in your invitation as miss s requests the pleasure of miss g's company on thursday evening next at eight o'clock to meet the members of the musical club to which miss s belongs or miss s expects a few friends on monday evening next at eight o'clock to take part in some dramatic readings and would be happy to have miss g join the party always date your note of invitation and put your address in one corner having dispatched these notes the next step is to prepare to receive your guests if the number invited is large and you hire waiters give them notice several days beforehand and engage them to come in the morning give them full directions for the supper appoint one to open the door another to show the guests to the dressing rooms and a third to wait in the gentlemen's dressing room to attend to them if their services are required if you use your own plate glass and china show the waiters where to find them as well as the tablecloths napkins and other things they may require if you hire the service from the confectioners or restauranters where you order your supper you have only to show your waiters where to spread supper and tell them the hour you will have to place at least four rooms at the disposal of your guests the supper room the two dressing rooms beside the drawing-room in the morning see that the fires in your rooms are in good order and in the drawing-room 
it is best to have it so arranged that the heat can be lessened towards evening as the crowd and dancing will make it excessively uncomfortable if the rooms are too warm see that the lights are in good order and if you propose to have music instead of dancing or to use your piano for dancing music have it put in good tune in the morning if you intend to dance and do not wish to take up the carpets you will find it economical as well as much pleasanter to cover them with coarse white muslin or linen be sure it is fastened down smoothly firmly and drawn tightly over the carpets do not remove all the chairs from the parlor or if this is necessary leave some in the hall for those who wish to rest after dancing in the dining room unless it will accommodate all your guests at once have a silk cord so fastened that when the room is full it can be drawn across the doorway those following the guests already in the room will then return to the parlour and wait their turn a still better way is to set the supper-table twice inviting the married and elderly people to go into the first table and then after it is ready for the second time let the young folks go up two dressing-rooms must be ready one for the ladies and the other for the gentlemen have both these rooms comfortably heated and well lighted nothing can be more disagreeable than cold ill-lighted rooms to dress in particularly if your guests come in half frozen by the cold of a winter's night or still worse damp from a stormy one be sure that there is plenty of water soap and towels on the washstand two or three brushes and combs on the bureau two mirrors one large and one small and a pincushion well fitted with large and small pins in the ladies room have one or if your party is large two women to wait upon your guests to remove their cloaks overshoes and hoods and assist them in smoothing their dresses or hair after each guest removes her shawl and hood let one of the maids roll all the things she lays aside into a bundle and put it where she can easily find it it is an admirable plan and prevents much confusion to pin to each bundle a card or strip of paper previously prepared with the name of the person to whom it belongs written clearly and distinctly upon it upon the bureau in the ladies room have a supply of hairpins and a work-box furnished with everything requisite to repair any accident that may happen to the dress of a guest it is well also to have eau de cologne hartshorn and salts in case of sudden faintness in the gentleman's room place a clothes-brush and boot-jack it is best to send out your invitations by your own servant or one hired for that purpose especially 
it is ill-bred to send invitations either by the dispatch or through the post office and besides being discourteous you risk offending your friends as these modes of delivery are proverbially uncertain be dressed and ready to receive your guests in good season as some in their desire to be punctual may come before the time appointed it is better to be ready too soon than too late as your guests will feel painfully embarrassed if you are not ready to receive them for the early part of the evening take a position in your parlour near or opposite to the door that each guest may find you easily it is not necessary to remain all the evening nailed to this one spot but stay near it until your guests have all or nearly all assembled late comers will of course expect to find you entertaining your guests as each guest or party enter the room advance a few steps to meet them speaking first to the lady or if there are several ladies to the eldest then to the younger ones and finally to the gentlemen if the newcomers are acquainted with those already in the room they will leave you after a few words of greeting to join their friends but if they are strangers to the city or making their first visit to your house introduce them to a friend who is well acquainted in your circle who will entertain them till you can again join them and introduce them to others do not leave the room during the evening to see a hostess fidgeting constantly going in and out argues ill for her tact in arranging the house for company with well-trained waiters you need give yourself no uneasiness about the arrangements outside of the parlours the perfection of good breeding in a hostess is perfect ease of manner for the time she should appear to have no thought or care beyond the pleasure of her guests have a waiter in the hall to open the front door and another at the head of the first flight of stairs to point out to the ladies and gentlemen their respective dressing rooms never try to outshine your guests in dress it is vulgar in the extreme a hostess should be dressed as simply as is consistent with the occasion wearing if she will the richest fabrics exquisitely made but avoiding any display of jewels or gay colours such as will be probably more conspicuous than those worn by her guests remember from the moment your first guest enters the parlour you must forget yourself entirely to make the evening pleasant for others your duties will call you from one group to another and require constant watchfulness that no one guest is slighted be careful that none of the company are left to mope alone from being unacquainted with other guests introduce gentlemen to ladies and gentlemen to gentlemen ladies to ladies 
it requires much skill and tact to make a party for conversation only go off pleasantly you must invite only such guests as will mutually please and you must be careful about introductions if you have a literary lion upon your list it is well to invite other lions to meet him or her that the attention may not be constantly concentrated upon one person where you see a couple conversing slowly and wearily stir them up with a few sprightly words and introduce a new person either to make a trio or as a substitute in the duet carrying off the other one of the couple to find a more congenial companion elsewhere never interrupt an earnest or apparently interesting conversation neither party will thank you even if you propose the most delightful substitute if your party meet for reading have a table with the books in the centre of the apartment that will divide the room those reading being on one side the listeners on the other be careful here not to endeavour to shine above your guests leaving them the most prominent places and taking cheerfully a subordinate place on the other hand if you are urged to display any talent you may possess in this way remember your only desire is to please your guests and if they are really desirous to listen to you comply gracefully and promptly with their wishes if you have dancing and have not engaged a band it is best to hire a pianist for the evening to play dancing music you will find it exceedingly wearisome to play yourself all the evening and it is ill-bred to ask any guest to play for others to dance this victimizing of some obliging guest is only too common but no true lady will ever be guilty of such rudeness if there are several members of the family able and willing to play let them divide this duty amongst them or if you wish to play yourself do so if any guest in this case offers to relieve you accept their kindness for one dance only young people who enjoy dancing but who also play well will often stay on the piano stool all the evening because their own good nature will not allow them to complain and their hostess willfully or through negligence permits the tax see that your guests are well provided with partners introducing every gentleman and lady who dances to one who will dance well with them be careful that none sit still through your negligence in providing partners do not dance yourself when by so doing you are preventing a guest from enjoying that pleasure if a lady is wanted to make up a set then dance or if late in the evening you have but few lady dancers left but do not interfere with the pleasure in others if invited say that you do not wish to take the place of a guest upon the floor and introduce the gentleman who invites you to some lady friend who dances 
it is very pleasant in a dancing party to have ices alone handed round at about ten o'clock having supper set two or three hours later they are very refreshing when it would be too early to have the more substantial supper announced it is very customary now even in large parties to have no refreshments but ice cream lemonade and cake or in summer fruit cake and ices it is less troublesome as well as less expensive than a hot supper and the custom will be a good one to adopt permanently one word of warning to all hostesses you can never know when you place wine or brandy before your guests whom you may be tempting to utter ruin better far better to have a reputation as strict or mean than by your example or the temptation you offer to have the sin upon your soul of having put poison before those who partook of your hospitality it is not necessary hospitality and generosity do not require it and you will have the approval of all who truly love you for your good qualities if you resolutely refuse to have either wine or any other intoxicating liquor upon your supper table if the evening of your party is stormy let a waiter stand in the vestibule with a large umbrella to meet the ladies at the carriage door and protect them whilst crossing the pavement and steps when your guests take leave of you it will be in the drawing-room and let that farewell be final do not accompany them to the dressing-room and never stop them in the hall for a last word many ladies do not like to display their sortie du soiree before a crowded room and you will be keeping their escort waiting say farewell in the parlour and do not repeat it if your party is mixed that is conversation dancing and music are all mingled remember it is your place to invite a guest to sing or play and be careful not to offend any amateur performers by forgetting to invite them to favour the company if they decline never urge the matter if the refusal proceeds from unwillingness or inability on that occasion it is rude to insist and if they refuse for the sake of being urged they will be justly punished by a disappointment if you have guests who performing badly will expect an invitation to play sacrifice their desire to the good of the others pass them by it is torture to listen to bad music do not ask a guest to sing or play more than once this is her fair share and you have no right to tax her too severely to entertain your other guests if however the performance is so pleasing that others ask for a repetition then you too may request it thanking the performer for the pleasure given end of chapter five